come on in. We want to fill you in what's going on in our houses. Hey, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 367. What's up at our houses? This is a episode topic, if you will, that we uh, have done in the past, and you guys seem to be really interested in sort of getting an update on new things we might be doing, approaches that we might be taking in our own homes, and specific DIYs or products that we've added that we feel good about recommending to you. So, Anita, what's going on at your house? Well, With the closing of Bespoke, I have used my studio apartment above the garage as a place where some of the things were shipped from here. And so I've had boxes and packing peanuts and the, and I know. Tell me about a box would come and I'd be like, oh, that's a good looking box. (laughs) I'm so glad to have that box. I'd be like, don't, don't break that box up. That box is going upstairs. And I'm like, this is such a nice size. I'm sure I could get some random vintage items tucked so well in there. I know, because Kevin said, oh, uh, do you want me to throw this box away or... You know, a few weeks, uh, like a week ago, do you want me to, uh, do you need to keep that? I'm like, oh, get rid of it. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait. I still have some small things. Give me that box. (laughs) That might be used still. That's right. So we have the boxes were everywhere, the peanuts. And I cleaned it up a little bit a few weeks ago because Evie had uh, her Bible study over here and it was just a disaster area. So I shoved a bunch of stuff in the, in the, in the shower. (laughs) To hide it. (laughs) Oh, wow. What's up at our houses? We're really going to the dark side. (laughs) I know. So anyway, but the the bottom line is that's all being moved out. Mm -hmm. And um, the stock is basically almost gone. Actually, we're recording this a little bit early. So um, there's still a few things left here. But uh, so I thought, well, what am I going to do with the space? Because I do record here. But, you know, my daughter also got a job so that she's gone during the day now. And I thought, you know, I could record in the house now. Ah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so I was thinking, well, what about if I rented this out as a B&B? So that is what I've been with kind Airbnb, of- With Airbnb, you mean? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. with Airbnb. And you're I, not making muffins or anything. Right? No, Air, no, not no, a bed no. and breakfast. No, 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 no. <laughs> Airbnb, my, yeah, my bad. I, yeah, I didn't quite say that right. Uh, I talked to some people that I know in the neighborhood. And this is actually, there's a lot of garage apartments in the neighborhood and people rent them out a lot. And huh. because there's so many restaurants nearby and cool shopping and, and, you know, cool, microbreweries and coffee shops. It's really a popular place for people to come into the city to stay uh, for a weekend. And so I was was talking around to kind of get a feel for what people, you know, what the pricing is and everything. And it's, and I thought, hmm, that might be worth my while. I'm going to think about that. So I'm, I'm really kind of thinking about what I would need to do to convert this to an Airbnb space. Uh, so, you know, one of the things I've thought about is that you really need to kind of think of a space kind of not as your house so much as like, almost think of it like it's a hotel. And so I'm kind of trying to get in that mode of what kind of furniture would I need in here? Because I have some really delicate chairs that I know are not going to fly 
uh, rental wise. You know, I'm going to, you know, renters don't like that. They want some big, sturdy, comfortable chairs. And I have a twin bed in here. I would need to, con- I would need to replace that with a queen bed. And so there's a few things like that that I'm kind of looking at and, and also kind of thinking, am I comfortable with renting this out? Cause then there's going to be strangers coming and going in my backyard and, uh, you know, I'll be dealing with them. And then, um, you know, how do I feel about having people in the space? So it's kind of some questions. If you're thinking about that, then you know what I'm, I'm thinking through. There's a lot to kind of sort through and decide. But it's kind of fun to think about, so I'm considering it. Oh, yeah. And if you go further with this, then, you know, we should do a whole episode and, you know, I'll just be nodding and, you know, whatever. <laughs> but you could walk us through it because I bet there's a lot of people considering that. I had a friend who did it. I don't know any of the details, but here in Pasadena, same sort of thing, garage apartment. And I didn't know she was doing it. I happened to be over at her house one day for something we were volunteering on together. And I was like, um, Nancy, there are people going up and down your driveway. She's like, oh, those are my Airbnb people. Hey. She gives a little wave. She's like, it's, I'm like, oh, you rented out? She's like, it's great. And, you know, she was at the same empty nester that yeah. she had, you know, not too in the distance past had been divorced. So it was really just her in the house. Great extra income. There you go. Right. And it's got a full-size refrigerator. It's got a microwave. It's got a full-size stove in here. So, you know, you could even cook cook in here if you wanted to. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited about the possibility. My family is kind of e. Well, here's so we'll the thing. To see. You can do it twice and see, you know, that and if it goes right. well, I mean, if, and if unfortunately you get somebody who's not really respectful of your space or, uh, you know, the, the items that are in there, then, you know, obviously that'll weigh into your decision-making as to whether you do it again. But, ah, uh, you know, it's a well, thing you could stop and start. I wonder even mm-hmm. if you could do it while you got, you knew you guys were going to be away and maybe there's somebody who comes and checks oh. just to make sure these people aren't, you know, burning down the house or anything. Well, no, that's a good point. Uh, I think you do have to have a different frame of mind about the space, like I said, and don't think and think of it more like a business mm-hmm. because there is going to be some wear and tear and it's not really that necessarily that the that the uh, renter is a bad person. Right. It's just, that's just part of uh, kind of the, just kind of a part of doing business, you're going to have some of those expenses of things breaking or some, you know, minor things that happen, maybe more scuff marks on the wall right. or something where people are a little bit rough with things. Uh, so yeah, I, and I think if you can get it in a particular price range, you're going to weed out the people that are wanting to go do drugs in your space or oh, something. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to have more, you know, respectable yeah. Yeah. Uh, clients that, that are going right. to take good care of your things. Yeah. You're not going to rent it by the hour or anything. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, a little red light. I don't know. We're not going to go there. But, you know, when we rent, uh, I guess it's called renting, you know, when we have filming at the house, which we've done on numerous occasions. In yes. The last well, couple that's of kind years, of, that's, I kind of had to just yeah. get my head in a different place. Like, yes. I, I say to people, it's like the saying about sausage. You might enjoy eating it, but you don't want to see it being made. Well, I don't really want to see it going on. Right. So I, like, I'll do all this stuff with the booking and meet the people, greet them, show them around and blah, blah, blah. But then I kind of just try to go away for the day. But, you know, if you have Airbnb people, they're sleeping there. So, you know, well, it's a but little it's bit not different. In- 
But it's in the garage apartment. It's not in right. my house. So it's right. not the same thing as people being in your house. Right. Right. Yeah, so I think I can divorce myself from the room, but I uh, from the space, but I don't know. Right. So, but you do have to get used to strangers coming and going, and right, you know, and making sure you get the key back and all of that. Right, stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of things, but there's probably a ton of resources online and probably through Airbnb and themselves, right? To mm-hmm. get oh, I uh, think so to to know everything that but you need to know. That's the beauty of today's day and age is there's so many ways to make money uh, that use the internet that just weren't even there five years ago. No, it's really, I mean, it is such a wonderful way to uh, add to your bottom line with something you already have. You're already either maybe your house is paid off or maybe, you know, you're paying the mortgage anyway. You might as well have something like that going on if it, if it works for you. So definitely keep us posted on your thoughts and research on that. I like the thing too, if you're thinking about renting out your space, the thing I like about the Airbnb versus just a full-time rental is uh, for one thing, I have heard that you can make more money doing that based on you know the people I know in the neighborhood. But secondly, the other thing is if you want to use it for certain, you can block out certain time periods right. that you want to use it. So you wouldn't right. be blocked out for an entire year. Right. So, right. Yeah. I would see that. Like if somebody's looking at the rent, like, oh, they're looking month to month or what the annual rent is like, oh, it can't be that high. But if you're renting it for a couple of nights, you're going away for a nice weekend, you're willing to pay a little bit more. Right. Good for you. Okay. That's great. Didn't we do an episode on Airbnbs a while ago? Well, we did about possibly renting out your house and what you might need to do to do that. So So let's get to that. Yes. Great idea. So what's going on at your house? Okay. Well, Ava's off in college, so and um, so Laura is here, and Peter and I and the three doggies. So we're just down one, uh, missing her, of course, but life's just scooting along. We'll see her again soon, very soon. Um, I did something this year that I don't usually do to my hedges that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, I don't. I'm an organic gardener. I don't really use, uh, you know chemicals to... I'm so glad to hear that. I just cringe when I see some of the poisonous things being used. Yeah. So that's bad. Um, So, but you know, like beauty products uh, when it's all natural. Well, you you don't want to kill the bees. Well, I so don't want to kill the bees, but... No. But that being said, sometimes when you're using something that's organic, you know, especially if you're trying to sort of redirect pests or things like that, it doesn't work as effectively and it takes, and if it is going to be effective, it takes longer. So that's fine. And I'm used to that. I think we have a lot of fox urine we use at the farm to keep the armadillos away. I don't think think it was working when I was there. There were No, it wasn't. No. Um, you have to get more productive foxes. But anyway, I came upon these um, fertilizer spikes that are all natural and they are systemic. So you put them into the ground and then they, you know, it's, it's slow release and they, they help the hedges or any plant materials. But these are for sort of like not gigantic trees, but sort of mid-sized. So perfect for a hedge, large shrub, something like that. You wouldn't, you know, fertilize just a flat of annuals or a flower bed like this. It has to be sort of a substantial tree or shrub. So I put these stakes in. You actually get a little rubber thing that goes on the end of them and you hit it in with a hammer. So you push it all the way into the dirt and then obviously you water it in and some time goes by. Oh my gosh. My hedges that were sort of struggling because I hand water 
them. And so they probably weren't getting quite as much water when it was super hot. So they were just kind of struggling. And, you know, plants take a while to develop their root system and then they start to grow up. So uh, the first year or two, they weren't growing. And I was like, please, please grow. Because like Anita's house, my house is really close to our neighbors. And I really wanted not only the, the lushness of the trees, but I wanted the privacy. Exactly. I cannot even tell you. I look at them and they're growing. Like, wow. <laughs> these things it's like are kutsu. Yeah. These things are amazing. I, they, I, cause I would say, oh, I actually, it was funny because along the driveway side, you could really see like there was, they were growing, but none of them were up to the height of the cement block wall. So they weren't even covering that. So a couple of them were edging towards it. So, I had everybody in the family like pick their tree and we're like rooting it on like it was like a horse race. <laughs> and we couldn't even play that game anymore because they all shot up so oh, quickly. Wow. Yeah. And so now they're blocking the neighbors and the neighbors' windows and all that. Plus it How just has nice. a much lusher feel. So I'm going to link these um, plant fertilizer stakes in the show notes. Uh, I couldn't believe the difference. So I did that. Um, well, Kevin of, might want that those for some of the trees at the farm that are been slow that. growing. Yeah, yeah, and you can put a, you know you can put more. I put you know I just had to put one for each of the hedges, but um, you know, and a good time to do something like that is now in the fall. So that it's a really good thing that I did outside. Um, and and you mentioned bees. We had some bees. I had to get them relocated. Oh, you had a you had a hive there. Yeah, we had two. We always do oh. every year almost because it's a wooden house and there's a oh. lot of nooks and crannies. Oh. But something interesting, which I didn't really know, you know, you hear of killer bees and all of this. Yes. And that makes the bees sound so mean. And then, you, you know, people are like, ah, smush it, jump on it. Okay. The Did you have is, killer bees? Well, I said to the, the guy, because I was a little worried about the one hive that was over by the driveway, uh, I said, are those, you know, are they going to be angry when you start doing this? You know, should we move the cars and keep the dogs inside and whatnot? And he's like, well, they are killer bees. Um, but, you know, people did that to the bees. They didn't, they weren't, they're not naturally killer bees. They tried to make bees that would be faster and more furious pollinators oh. for the crops. Mm -hmm. And it's, I didn't, I mean, this is from the bee man. So, you know, I didn't do any additional research. I just took the kind of Frankenstein bees. Yes. And then the mm -hmm. bees, it's, it's, the bees are aggressive because they've been basically jacked up to be oh. super powered, fast, like terminator bees. And now they're mad, you know, they're a, a side effect of that is them being very aggressive. So isn't that oh. sad? They well, were just regular bees before. Oh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't want their superpowers. They didn't want to kill. Yeah, no, they didn't want, they didn't want to kill. So anyway, they're gone. And then the same week, the dryer broke, and that was right before I was going to podcast movement to see you. But the dryer's been fixed, and the bees have been. I think they told me they were relocating. They're actually well, sucking, sucking oh. them out of the house with a shop vac. And then the guy said he was going to take the shop vac out to uh, this area off the freeway. Uh, where there are a lot of farms and let them go. So you're saying that when I was dealing with finding just the right uh, toothpaste in the uh, travel yes. size, you were dealing yes. with all these bees. Oh my yes. goodness. Two hives and a broken dryer. And wow. you were just well, combing I <laughs> the world for a travel size, non-fluoride, all organic, slightly minty toothpaste. <laughs> 
Well, when you put it like that, it does. Did you say you were the one that was stressed out packing to go there? (laughs) No, I wasn't stressed out. All my clothes were wet and I had a bee in my suitcase, but hey, I got there. (laughs) You did. You did. Oh, goodness. Okay. What else is going on by you? Well, uh, something else that I'm doing that I do periodically is kind of, you know, when you move things around and sometimes there's some clunker that's in one room and then you move it out to another room and then to another room and but you don't get rid of the clunker and it's just kind of stuck there somewhere. Uh, every now and then I kind of just go sweep through the house and just sit and look at each room and say, what do I like about this? What do I not like? Because I make so many changes month to month that it's just constantly, it's just, there's constant movement and I don't like things to get out of hand. So sometimes I go in there and go, wait a minute, this room has gone off the rails and it's not going in a direction that I like. And it just kind of happens before I kind of notice it. And so sometimes I like to go through the house and just look at each room and kind of go, what do I like about this room? What do I not like? And it's usually not a situation where I have to go buy something, but it's usually kind of a situation where I kind of say, you know what, this thing isn't working in this room. And if I can find another room where it works, great. But this is kind of the time when I go through the house and find and really just get rid of a lot of things, to be honest. So I had a big giveaway pile and then I consigned at least five uh, chairs because I kind of had a glut oh, of chairs. Which chairs? Well, they were they were some old rush seat French antique chairs that I had at the garage apartment. Um, but I just but I also have those like eighteen oh five green mm-hmm. hand painted chairs too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I just kind of had too many chairs. I didn't know. I didn't know you could have too many chairs. Oh, wow. well, when okay. you've got them stacked up on top of each other, you've got too many. Yeah, no, you're right. Too many. No, chairs. I had too many. No, it's. Yeah. I have to. I have to finish going through. We're joking about these boxes that we were saving for the shop, but you know, part of the. I was like, oh, I just, I just got packing peanuts up here and boxes and bubble wrap and lots and lots of vintage stuff and you know. It's just what's happening. And now that that's not really happening right now, I'm going to have to sort of refigure this whole space. So that's Mm -hmm. on my- So what are you going to use your space for? We talked about what I was going to do with mine. Well, this is where I podcast. So it's big up here because it's the top of the barn. So it runs the whole length. And then the other part was initially supposed to be sort of like when I felt like getting crafty, which I haven't really done in a long time. So I'm kind of thinking maybe I'd want to do that. Again, I have some ideas of things I wanted to do. Um and then there's a whole storage area that just really needs to be sorted out. Mm-hmm. Is it all open or are these separate rooms? Well, it's... Is it uh, all one big space? It kind of, but it feels mm-hmm. separate in the sense that I had used a railing that was left here and I kind of uh, dropped that across horizontally to sort of like visually divide the space and there's a pool, oh, okay. like a, you know, like a beam coming down. Um, so that, so that's sort of the podcasting spaces where, and also Peter's at home office is all right in this first part where you walk up and then you'd go past that railing and then you'd be into sort of, you know, the shipping department of bespoke decor, <laughs> the former shipping department. And then beyond that, which is the, the vintage and antique store that <laughs> supported bespoke decor. So that I have to really be go through with, um, you know, sort of a, a day I'm feeling ruthless. Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to finish up here because it's kind of like stops and starts, stops and starts. It, it it has already in its short life, you know, been meant to be a few different things, and now uh, 
it might transform into something else too. Who knows? Maybe a yoga well, studio. I don't uh, like endings, but I love fresh beginnings. So yeah. I'm always excited about beginnings. Me. Yeah. Um, let's see. Another thing. Oh, I want to tell you one thing about the packing peanuts. And uh, this Uh-oh. was something that came to me in the middle of the night a few weeks ago or a week ago, I guess. Uh, I was just thinking about, okay, what am I going to do with all these boxes and all this stuff? Mm-hmm. So uh, my daughter had a beanbag chair that we bought from, I don't know what, Pottery Barn Kids or something. And she really liked it. And, but it never came with enough of those little pellets in there. Oh, you know, and mm-hmm. so it was one where it was almost like a pancake when you sat on it. Oh. And so it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll have to order more of those. Peanuts. But I didn't want to order like little styrofoam balls. I was like, is that what's like, in it? Styrofoam balls? Tiny ones. Like if oh. you opened it and you had any static electricity or something, oh. it, it, it would all come out and stick to oh, you. No, those kinds of things. And so it's like, oh, gosh, you know, and then I just kind of, you know, I put it like to the side, like up here by my sewing machine, like, oh, yeah, you know, that'll be my to do list. And she kind of forgot about it. Went up. But then I had all these packing peanuts and I felt really bad about just putting them in the trash. I put them in the in the uh, bean. Bag. Did you? It's great. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I had a different problem with my packing peanuts. I was going to go all, all green. You know, I was like, so, oh, I am so green. So I got the dissolvable ones. Oh. Apparently they're made from cornstarch. Oh. Have you heard that? Do you have to eat them to get rid of them? No, but Molly found a box that I, of, of some. If you're a new had. listener, that's oh. Molly the collie, not Molly, Molly the, the daughter. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's Molly, my collie. And cause she was, uh, yeah. So she doesn't, she doesn't eat. She doesn't get into any trouble. She really doesn't, but she found those and I guess they smell, smelled delicious. And she ate a whole box of those. <gasps> pop- I mean, they just kind of melted, you know, she'd kind of start eating it, just kind of melt. But wow. I could see what she'd gotten into because they were all stuck in her hair. Oh, she had a- no. <laughs> so so I kind of learned after that experience that uh, we could not leave any in the house. Oh, how funny. Yeah. So Well, I, well yours are Live gone now. Molly ate them and mine are in a beanbag chair. So I feel better <laughs> about that rather than like, oh, wow. You know, 300 years later, they're still on the top of some landfill I, somewhere. I know. I know. We'll see. Yeah, that's good. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I also did a thing recently, like you're saying about analyzing your rooms, but it was a, a very much uh, in the minutiae, if you will. I focused on very small things because I found that I had a lot of small things on horizontal surfaces in rooms like the living room where, you know, maybe it's just me going in there a lot or something, you know, I obviously I'm not going to have a lot of small things like on the dining room table or the kitchen counter because everybody's in there, but in places where I could stick a great little thing I got at a yard sale or a thrift store or something I pulled back from the back of the cabinets, I just want, or I put a vase of flowers and then the flowers died and then the vase just stayed, you know, that sort of thing. And I just, it kind of was starting to look a little old lady in my house, like just like too much stuff. Mm -hmm. So even though a lot of the stuff is pretty, I wasn't enjoying it because it felt like too much. So I sort of swept all the horizontal surfaces of a lot of the small things. And now it's a much more minimalist look and I like in it a lot. So I suggest that to anybody who's kind of feeling like you know, you love your stuff, but maybe it's just a little too much to love all at one time. 
Yeah, I think that's that's why I mentioned this. I think it's really a value to, on a regular basis, maybe once a quarter, just kind of walk through your house, kind of look at the room and kind of do an assessment because we do kind of end up uh, accumulating things and we're not so good about getting rid of things. So, I mean, the things can kind of pile up, furniture, accessories. So it is really nice. And then sometimes it's just something that you really loved for a long time, but you're kind of done with it. And it's time for it to move on to somebody else. Right, right. So take that thing away before you put the new thing that you found. Yeah. Um, another thing that I've been toying with for a while, and I am going to pull the trigger, is a while ago... I had someone came and give me an estimate on awnings for the back of the kitchen, uh, you know, those metal factory doors that I have, you know, for the exterior mm-hmm. to do an awning mm-hmm. because the sun really nice. just come blazing in there. I love those. And I think it would just give, it would just sort of add the, a necessary eyebrow to the the view of the back of the house. Oh my goodness. It was sick. $6,000 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of not surprised that because those are all custom, aren't they? Right. But here's the thing. I, th- and so it was going to be the, f- the kitchen and then upstairs, there's a balcony off Laura's room, which is very tight. And so it was going to be like, you know, the guy was trying to explain to me the ways that they could do this without everyone having to get on their knees to come out on the balcony. And I was like, ah, for that amount of money, like, ah, you know, mm. so I just put the estimate in the drawer and thought, you know, sure, if I hit the lottery, maybe we'll do this one day. But then I thought, there's got to be awnings out there. And sure enough, who sells awnings? Now, I mean, they're not making them. There's an awning company that sells through them. Right. Is Wayfair. Stop it. No, I'm telling you. There's a couple of awning companies. And the reason I haven't pulled the trigger just yet is because I'm deciding between, do I get one with scallops? Do I get straight across? There's even one awning stripes, but I don't think I want to commit to awning stripes. So I think I'm just going to do the solid black sunbrella. Well, those are nice too. Yeah. Comes in so many different sizes. So if anybody's out there thinking about adding awnings to their house for just for uh, you know sun protection or just for the look, which I think on certain homes, an awning is just fantastic. They have such a nice selection. And do you know how much the awning will be? The, it's eight feet wide. And I think it comes out two and a half feet, which will work just fine because I have my steps going down. I think it's $269. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah. And it's it's wow. seriously like four screws on each side to install. Wow. And people are, the reviews are great. Like, I live in, you know, uh, my name is Dorothy and I live in Kansas. And this has withstood every windstorm we've ever had. You know, like the reviews are so great, no matter what the weather. And I don't really have weather here. That's amazing. It should be fine. I mean, that's a crazy amount of money to save. Now, of course, the little awning store, yes, I wanted to use him, but how... How can I do that? <laughs> I can't justify it. And you I just don't, can't. I don't want it to retract. I don't want all this right. mechanism. You know, I don't want, want to see that. Yes. That does not work with my historic mm-hmm. home. I just want it to be there. And if I want to manually take it off at some point in time, I can do that. Well, how exciting. Oh, I'm so- oh, I love awnings. I'm so excited to see you. Yeah, yours. I'm excited too. I'm excited too. So this will get me going. I'm really going to, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. I'm going to make sure that I order it. Okay. It's good. done. You got anything else ha- exciting going on at your house? 
No, I think I'm ready to move on to the crushes. Okay, I have one more thing and then we can move on. I okay. am going to paint the inside of my front door black so it matches the front door, the oh, outside of it. Oh, that'll be nice. We made a video a couple of videos ago and we started in the entryway and I was standing. So it's it's your tip, Anita, but it was a video, not a, a photo. And when I watched it, I was like, that looks so boring. Like it, just, it needs something. Oh, well, I forgot to tell you because I thought this was so fun. When I was working out on the bicycle um, at the Y the other day, you it has some new, you can, it has a fan on there now. Oh, you your Y is very snazzy compared yeah, to yeah, my yeah. Y. So you turn on the fan on the bicycle. I'm thinking, I'm not even standing up, but you're going to give me a fan. Okay, right. I'll take it. But it also has a screen there. And you know, some of the other bikes, the older ones have, you can watch TV. But this one has a bunch of apps on there. So I just wanted to tell you, I went on YouTube and watched your videos while I was working out. On no Tuesday. way. I did it. Yes. But fun. Did you find my video or it yes. suggested well, it to I you? Searched, oh my gosh. I searched for it. Yeah, I found oh it. Oh my gosh. That is so fun. I thought, I'm going to watch Kelly while I'm working out today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, next time that happens, you have to bring your Y friends over and get them all to subscribe to my channel. Oh, okay. Okay. okay I'll take it. it one step further. I missed a step. I appreciate that. Um, okay. Well, speaking of videos, we do videos. We also have a column in the Country Sampler magazine. So we wanted to tell everybody about that. If you haven't seen it yet, it's the Autumn Decorating Issue by Country Sampler. And there we are. We have a, a full-page ad for Decorating Tips and Tricks, the podcast on like the pretty much the second page. And then on page eight and nine or seven and eight is our column. And we answer questions that have been submitted to Country Sampler. And there's some photos. And you know, just like we do our listener questions here on the podcast, we're doing them over there in this um, column that we've done. I don't know how many times do you think four times now, three or four times, something like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. every time they have one of these special holiday issues, whether it be Christmas or they do the the autumn decorating, I think we might have done a spring one as well. Uh, these special publications they have us do our decorating tips and tricks column. So if you are a country sampler uh, subscriber, then you'll be getting that in the mail if you haven't already. And if you're not, you might want to subscribe. It's a great magazine. They have a lot of great ideas and obviously a great column. Um, so we'll put the link for that in the show notes. Wonderful. Okay. And you mentioned crush. What do you got? Uh, This is something so easy to make and it is so delicious and so healthy. Uh, And I'll include the recipe when we do the show notes for this episode. So you should be able to find the recipe in the show notes. But it is hibiscus tea with lemon juice, stevia, and sea salt. Oh. So it's a very healthy, very natural electrolyte replacement. So, you know, with the... The sea salt's got sodium, calcium, potassium. The lemon juice has potassium. Uh, Hibiscus tea is a great source of calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, and zinc. So you've got all these minerals that you need, and they're going to really refresh your your uh, body. And the thing about the when you're it's when you've got something with electrolytes in it like this, it is it's actually from what I understand it's the cells in your body are better hydrated because uh, sometimes the water can just, 
you can drink a lot sometimes, but it just goes right through and it's not really staying in your body to hydrate the cells. And so that helps your body really absorb the water into the cells and uh, refresh it. Uh, and it's so simple to make at home. And um, that's, and it's, I'm just so hooked on it. It's so delicious. Do you so. drink it cold or hot? I drink it cold. Actually, I do a, a two quart container at a time and then I put it in the refrigerator and I just drink from that for the day or day and a half. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I always make black um, sun tea with the PG tips like daily, like well, that's delicious, but that is dehydrating because it does Well, have yes, that's what I'm saying. So maybe mm-hmm. I have to uh, just, uh, you know, try your recipe. Right. This does, this counts very similar to water because there's no caffeine in it. So it's not going to dehydrate you. Uh, so it's gotcha. not a diuretic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, good one. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, my crush is a stick foundation. Well, actually, it's a concealer, I guess. Remember the other day we were talking about makeup one of the other episodes and you were like you you don't wear makeup and I thought you meant me at all but we were talking about foundation and I really yeah, foundation don't. and mm-hmm. then I said well maybe I should and I I'm really not ready to do the foundation thing I don't think so what Although, are you 15 you're not ready to do foundation yet? I don't know I've never done that um <laughs> and so I thought well but then you got me thinking and I was like well maybe I should get one of these concealers because I do feel like a little a little dark circle sometimes or a little puffy oh, no. under the old eyeballs, right? Mm-hmm. So I was at Whole Foods and I I found I was looking through all the natural products there. I had no idea uh, about this particular brand, but I tried a few and you try to get the color right. And then I, I'm very happy with it. And I feel like it just it really perks you up when you put a little oh, bit of that wonderful. on your eye, right? So it's all natural. So AU and then natural with an E on the end. It's the cream concealer. So it looks kind of like a lipstick then? It's a. Yeah, it kind of, it's thin. Perfect. It's, it's mm-hmm. sort of narrow and then it comes in like a tube. Yeah. So it's longer nice. and thinner than a lipstick. But, um, you know, this and probably a little mascara, maybe a little lip gloss and you are good to go. It's the cream concealer in buff. And I got it at Whole Foods, but I wonder- So you use concealer for your whole house, your whole face instead of like, like it's a foundation. Is that what I'm you're saying? I'm invisible. No. <laughs> no, 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 that's not, not what I'm saying. I'm only using it right under my eye. Oh, wow. And then okay. I'm just like really, you know, blending it into my face. So this buff is really okay. good for my complexion. So my girls think it looks great. So I must oh, be doing a good job. They're, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, they're good at that. that. So I put it on and then I used a little um, a brush just to make sure that it was all buffed in because you don't want to look like a football player with like something under your eyes, right? No, no, no. Well, you are full of good ideas Well, that, uh, yeah. And then it, actually, this is funny because I, I kind of like to buy stuff at the grocery store because it kind of just gets mixed in with the grocery bill, you know? So it's it doesn't like, count. Yes, yeah, I know. It doesn't really count. It's like, it's mm-hmm. not like I went to Sephora and I was like, hey, you know, I just bought uh-huh. a concealer and this and that. Maybe well, they I'm tend like, to be a little cheaper if you get at the grocery store than I'm if you go Whole to Foods. some fancy store. No, well, not yeah. at Whole Foods. I think this yeah. was, I think it was like either, I can't remember. I was trying to help you out there, honey. It was like 26 or 32 or something like that, but something like that. But, you know, not, I don't think uh, it's outrageous. So anyway, I tried it and it's really nice and very nice and creamy. So that's my crush. Now we had a question or which is more like, or, or more like a topic brought up by one of our listeners who is a wonderful lady, Susan from Minnesota. Uh, Susan also is a former attorney uh, as am I. And 
she had some things that she wanted to share with us about her thoughts about shopping local and Amazon and our thoughts about that and, you know, how we might, um, you know, share our thoughts with our listeners um, about, you know, making those sorts of choices, you know, now in our current 2019 retail environment. Do you want me to start? Yeah, sure. So okay. Anita and I have both read Susan's email and it was very thoughtful and well yes. written. Yes. And Thank you, Susan. Yeah. And she, and she brings up a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yes. So her point was, uh, you know, we really need to support these small shops. Uh, they're going out of business. And I think she was concerned about the growing uh, dependence on online shopping. And so that was... I mean, do you feel like that kind of summarizes her her issue? Yeah, her yeah, concern? yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, Susan has some valid concerns about some of these smaller shops closing. That makes all of us very sad. But I had a couple things to, uh, some thoughts on this, because it's something that we think about a lot, too. Um, and I think Susan has some very valid uh, points about how things are changing. And I mean, first off, I think I do want to say that Kelly and I do support local shops as much as we can. I love shopping at my local stores. But often there's something that I'm trying to shop for that I don't know where it is. And I, I can't spend an hour looking for it or two hours looking for it. But I can, in 30 seconds on Amazon, buy it and have it delivered to my house. So, you know, this shopping online is just not going away. Uh, It just kind of makes sense that this is going to be around. And it's kind of like a tidal wave coming. And there's really, I don't think there's a lot we can do to stop it. And the other thing I wanted to say is it's not really all bad. I I think about the time that... uh, you know, the horse and buggy, and then they invented the car and the car replaced the horse and buggy. And then there were all these people. What about all the people that had the jobs taking care of the horses, you know, shoeing, making the horseshoes and the saddles and the buggies, and all those jobs went away. But, you know, the interesting thing was that as those jobs went away, I so, I mean, is the solution then to, you know, everybody keep their horses and not go with the car? Well, you know, of course, that that just didn't make sense. I mean, the car was just far superior to to riding a horse everywhere. I mean, there was no way the horse was going to win out over a car. But the thing was, that as those opportunities went away with the horses going away, there were this m- massive opportunities with auto auto mechanics and uh, gasoline you know, stations and you just all this industry around the cars and not only was there this entire industry around the cars created but it created a whole new industry which was the travel industry which really didn't much exist before then and so i when you look at how many jobs were lost when the car came on the scene there were many more jobs created than the ones that were lost. And I think the same thing is happening now with the internet, even though there's some opportunities that are being lost for some, some uh, local shops, those, there are many more opportunities for small business owners with the online uh, 
arena. So people, there's just small, smaller barriers to entry. So there's a lot of stay at home moms that can't afford to buy or rent a store, but they can make things at home while their kids are napping and sell them through Etsy. So I think it's opened the door for a lot of people and a lot of opportunities. And I wanted to say one other thing before uh, Kelly chimes in, and that is that for the small shop owners, because we do have a heart for for you know, small shop owners being, you know, small, uh, small shop owners ourselves. Right, right, right. My mom used to have a store, a small shop. I mean, I, yeah, we've, we've yeah, yeah, we've yeah. Lived so, it. Right. so what I was going to say is the business model is changing, and there's really not a lot we can do about that except change with it. So, what I would say to somebody who's got a small shop, I mean, is is to create an experience that people can only get if they come in your shop. I know there's some, uh, like one store in particular I think of in Houston, where they have fresh baked cookies that they just hand out to everybody that comes in and, and free coffee, and they get a ton of business. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that you can do to make shopping in your store more of an experience rather than just shopping. And I think it's just going to require some creativity for some of these shops to kind of turn that around. But the other thing is a lot of the local shops can make more of their business online. So if they're willing to make that shift to an online business, I think they could continue. And and even though they might no longer have their local shop, they're going to cut out a lot of their expenses and they might actually be a little more profitable uh, doing it online. So what do you, what do you think, Kelly? Really well said, Anita. I agree, and uh, and you know I think Susan was agreeing with a lot of things in a sense that you were saying as well. Um, we, Anita and I, obviously had an online shop. We have a big presence online. So you know, uh, but that being said, we do make efforts. We both live in sort of historic type communities where they, you know they've. The, the little downtown areas have come back to life or been gentrified and whatnot. And, and I love going down and having dinner there or going to a uh-huh. shop. Like you're saying, like I have, right. I just heard of a new shop that opened and I thought to myself, I hope she makes it. I was talking I to a friend and she said, well, you know what she's doing? She's having events there a lot. In fact, Brilliant. my women's group just had an event there. And it's just, even if it's not, you know, to sell things per se, it's introducing people to the space. So I think there are ways to do that. What I, I mean, I, I would be a liar if I said I don't love the convenience of Amazon because I mm-hmm. do. But right. am I buying the special gift that I'm going to give my mom for Mother's Day on Amazon? No. I'm of course maybe not. buying bounty towels or, you know, <laughs> exactly. or the, or the, the the mealworms wax we spray that we love because I know stores carry it around here exactly you know that sort of thing but what I am so excited about and I have been since it really dawned on me when I started blogging was is that this community of particularly women that have been enabled to make some side dough maybe really make some significant income um, be at home with their kids while getting to be creative because of the online opportunities, because of the online stores and platforms like Etsy and Shopify. So we, I know Anita and I, and I know my family in particular, we make an effort to shop small in that way, but I'm kind of shopping small in a bigger community. You know, I might be buying, uh, you know, a, a pillow that I talked about in one of the 
previous episodes from a, a girl who lives in Texas and maybe me buying my that pillow and the hundred other people that buy something from her store that month, let her work from home and she doesn't have to get a job where she takes away from her kids and she can pick them up at school. Like I think of that bigger picture and I, I'm really excited by all of that. Um, you know, certainly what Anita and I have been able to do in you know, reinventing ourselves to our online presence, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do that if this didn't exist. Uh, but all that being said, yeah, if there's, uh, you know, I, I like to go into shops. I love to go into small shops and unique that have unique things that I'm not going to see any place else. And I do make an effort to do that in my community. And I think everybody should do that. But I don't think that it's a bad thing that we could get everyday household supplies and things like that delivered to our doors. I think that's a good thing because it might open you your time up to do something else. And I think it's a really great idea if you're looking for something in particular is to, you know, look online to these smaller operations, whether it be a small store that has its own online shop or ones that are on Etsy or Shopify or these other platforms. So I think it's pretty much all good. Right. And, and with our store, we actually use some small female, uh, some, female entrepreneurs that had small businesses oh, yeah. that uh, provided a lot of the product that we had in the store. Yeah, they were making the stuff for us. Mm-hmm. As you guys know, I mean, everything was bespoke. So we had, uh, you know, sewers in uh, North uh, North Carolina. We had sewers in Virginia. So again, people that are being getting to be creative in their own space on their own time. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, I, anyway, so thank you so much for the the question, Susan, I thought it was a very thoughtful question. And I think it's just kind of a very complicated situation. And uh, it's not all bad, like like Kelly was saying, there's a lot of upside to this. So uh, I, I appreciate your your thoughtful question. Yes. And we really wanted to address it because we figured if Susan mentioned it, you know, then other people might've been thinking it too, because oftentimes we link to things that are are on Amazon or we mention Amazon and, but we're also on the other hand, mentioning a lot of local, we even did an episode once on all local shops and local shop, local things. I did want to make one more point. And that is Amazon is not just, if you buy something on Amazon, you may be buying yeah. from, a sm- uh, from a small entrepreneur because yeah. that's actually a marketplace where a lot of people can list their products and sell them. So you're not necessarily buying directly from Amazon. Exactly. And so, yeah. Or a big you, company. Right. Because Amazon has, you know, obviously grown, 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 grown. And so there's a lot of people on there, like our, our friend, a fellow uh, blogger we've known for years, uh, this woman, Debbie, she basically transformed her whole business into uh an online on Amazon business. So it's right. it's what is it, Anita? It's it's not the slow cooker, oh. is it? Is that oh, what it's gosh. called? No, it's a specific I, type of cooker. You're, you're putting me on the spot and here. And she I has don't. all these recipes and she does blog posts on all the recipes and then she sells the uh, the, the the equipment that you need. It's the new pressure cooker. I right. What is that thing called? I don't I, I am escaping me right now. If whoever knows what that is, let us know. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> yes. So we sound really smart right now. <laughs> you know, that thing. But, you know, that thing. But that thing is sold by our friend who is, you know. Well, she sells all the accessories that go with it. Right. So she, yes. but she's just using Amazon as and her has platform. A, and she's so smart. She, she uh, creates these things. And then has a company overseas that makes them. So she's really clever and she's done a great job with it. 
So if we can find a link, we'll include that. Yes, yes. Well, we will be able to do that for sure. We just can't think of the name, but hey, I that know. happens. But Susan, thanks. Thank you very much for that question. I think it was a great um, prompt for a, a conversation to be had. And we would love to hear what everybody else thinks about that. If you feel like ringing in, just send us an email. And um, it was really fun hanging out today and telling you guys some specific things that are going on at our houses. Uh, if you have a question about things that you're not sure about, uh, as far as decor or design or anything else at your house, feel free to send us an email. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.